Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelly and Toby live every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm your host, Shelly Carney, and I just noticed that the link that we show on our card is incorrect. It says LifeCast because I... Apparently, that's what somebody typed in accidentally. should be live cast, L-I-V-E cast, life, just like the book itself, live cast, life. And we chose the word live cast because it's a compilation of live stream and podcast. So uh, livecast.life is where uh, you can go for all of our content. And book.livecast.life is where you can find our book. And guess who thought that one up, huh? Me. What else is up? Well, my name is Toby Yunus. I'm the other person in this deal. Uh, and we have a good presentation for you. Kind of a fun presentation. Fun. We have fun. We have fun. Yes, we have, we have so fun, much. fun, fun, fun. Oh, my God. We have so much fun. Um, so we've got that for you. Uh, yeah. Do we have any other announcements to make? I don't think we have anything. Oh, you oh. want to make an announcement. So Toby and I have been looking at our analytics, as we've discussed in our shows. It is important to take a look at your analytics and see where you're at and what's what's going to be best for your audience and serving that audience uh, to the best of your ability. And our indications are that more of our audience would be able to watch our show if we had it on in the evening. So Next week, we are going back to our 7 o'clock Wednesday night showtime. Uh, we'll still have the same type of content. We're going to get more and more towards conversations instead of so much presentation material. Although uh, presentations are wonderful because they keep us on track, they can kind of make us just present to the camera rather than having a conversation uh, and bringing out you know, personal stories and that sort of thing. So we're going to focus more on conversations and moving our show to a more amenable time for our audience, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Mountain Daylight Time on Wednesdays. Andy says eyeballs. <laughs> well, hey, Chasing Andy, it's glad, and we're glad to see you here today. As does Atlantic Coast. Very good. Very so, good. We'll still have sure our Saturday fun. night show at seven o'clock as well. And our video tarot show on Thursdays at 1 p.m. But we may play with that too. We might move that to three or five. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. It really depends. I mean, that, that's our Amazon live audience. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to guess that it's probably a late night show. Yeah, people like to shop. At and, night. and now that we're returning to kind of more regular schedule that Kevin is, if Kevin goes back to work. So. We'll have to right. change around. We'll just, so we'll be but you know now right now he's not on any kind of schedule other yeah. than getting up in the mornings for his but, uh, treatments, which are almost done. He's got three more treatments and then he's done. But part of why we moved to uh, so so I'm, I'm recall that part of why we moved to the afternoon time slot was to accommodate his Kevin's, early morning schedule. His yes. early morning schedule, um, and then part of it that kept us there was him having to do uh, all this work for in, the, on, mornings, in right. the mornings yeah so i think if we go back we uh, since he may not have a schedule and since right he'll be since, done after monday so, so we, can we can move back to the afternoon to evening schedule yeah to the later shows. so we'll do that next week and indy wants to see more games oh <laughs> well we'll see what we can do about adding those to perhaps um saturday night before seven maybe we can start a game at 6 30 or something and then uh, move into the seven o'clock hour with the news and headlines and conversations at that point oh interesting we'll see that so happens. she says uh, chasing indy says i'm starting a panel in the chapters of ttoc again if you would like to join discussing golden more which is the uh, chapter in which the poem resides so mm -hmm. We did, we did some of that work early on. We covered every chapter in the book. So yeah, that might be fun. Book club. So uh, on Saturday, we are going to be talking about headlines uh, that include the state of uh, a lot of the politics that have gone on this last week, the state of the 
confusing Russian Ukraine war because I I think uh, American analysts are probably as surprised as Putin as uh, how it's going. And then we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, infamous uh, motion to intervene, which we should know by tomorrow whether or not the motion was adopted uh, by the court because uh, the motion to intervene was in the interview with or the uh, deposition with uh, Forrest. By the way, I was I was asked if I could live stream that a deposition. So traditionally, depositions are, are done live. For years now, they have pre, they have recorded them, and then in the past two years, they've accepted that a deposition can be taken via a, a uh, uh, tele tele. What, what's the word that I'm looking for? Video conferencing. So a uh, it's a video conference that's private to the parties. It is not a a deposition is not. Uh, public. You don't. I don't have access to it. You don't have access. The only people that have access to the dep- deposition are the parties to the deposition. So, uh, so no, I can't live stream it. I'd love to be able to live stream it, but that means I would have to be invited, and I would have to have everybody's permission to do so. That is not going to happen. So allegedly, Putin is threatening UK. Yeah, because the UK provided some big arms, including air, uh, mobile anti-aircraft things. We'll talk a little bit about that on Saturday. So. Uh, all right. You want to go to the presentation? Yeah. That we just promised we weren't going to do any more. Well, let's just uh, make sure that we say that please do like and comment and subscribe and share our videos with your friends and neighbors. And if you've heard something already, like change of the time or what we're doing Saturday, that's of interest to somebody you know, please spread that information around. Okay. So let's add this. And, oh, add it to the stream and go there. there. Go. So today's presentation is, again, part of the Livecast lifestyle, which is how to recognize and break through fear. And that's so we can move forward. Uh, sometimes people are afraid of different things when, go ahead and change the slide. People are afraid of different things. Um, and what are the signs? There's always some kind of sign that are sh- that's showing us Um, Maybe there's some fear here that I need to address. And some of those signs that we have unrecognized fear holding us back could be procrastination. Uh, You go to do your work and suddenly you think, oh, you know what, I need to clean this or I need to organize that. Or um, maybe it's time for me to look at my analytics on my YouTube channel, or maybe it's time to, to do something else. And you end up procrastinating. If that's happening to you, There could be some underlying fear. If you have a lack of clarity, you're feeling confused about everything. I don't, I'm not sure which way I want to go with this, or I don't know what to write. I don't want to say, I can't land on, you know, an answer. It could be fear holding you back. Um, If you're having difficulty making those decisions, like, I I, I think I want to do seven o'clock, but I might want to do five o'clock, but I might want to do four there's maybe some fear in there that needs to be addressed. And this is fear hiding right underneath. And what you see is the procrastination, the lack of clarity, the difficulty making decisions, asking other people, can't you do this for me? Or a circular or negative thoughts, you know, uh, just round and round, but not moving forward. Um, What do you think? Well, I I think I agree with you. So I'm, uh, and I'll speak from, uh, personal perspective. And that is, I'm generally pretty good at making quick decisions. Like once I decide to go with something, I can make a quick yes, decision. You are. There are I've times- I've gone shopping with him for a bed, in fact, and it took him all of 20 minutes to say that bed, this bottom, this thing, that, and that's what size I want. And can you deliver it? And is it free? And here we, here's the money. Let's go. 20 minutes to buy a bed that he's going to be sleeping in for years and years and years to come. And to me, that was amazing, you know, and there was another couple in this bed store and they were like laying on the bed and moving around in different positions and changing which bed they were laying on and then talking it over. And they were there when we got in the store, they were still there when we left. (laughs) I think that the guy who was selling us the bed was like, we love you. Yeah. I I, I felt like he was a little surprised. Like this is not how this usually happens. Yeah. (laughs) But when I buy a car, it's kind of the same way. I, I make up my mind before I go in there, know what I'm going to pay for it, tell them what I'm going to pay for it. And they kind of go like, okay, well, I have to do this part where I go to the sales manager and they give me a number. And I said, well, go ahead. I'm going to disagree with it anyway. <laughs> uh, but I, I also uh, am clear about the things that when I 
don't want to do something or, or, and that's what it boils down to. You don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. There are times I don't want to have to write something. And that's why I rely on you to get it started. So the surprise about this particular uh, instance, and are we going to talk about this at all? Yeah. I'm go into oh, it. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I am less likely, you know, to do big things with procrastination. I want to do them. I want to get out of the way. And sometimes it's not the right decision, but it's never so wrong that I say this was this house. I made this decision in a house. Like I walked in, walked around, I'm going like, this is the house, you know? Yeah. But could you had some support too? Uh, I, I mean, Kevin and I both said, yeah, this that is was the, right... the one that you lit up about. Well, so the other thing that. too was the comparison with the other houses for five bedrooms and three levels. Like, yeah. no, that's, I'm alone, you know? Um, so I always know when I'm experiencing that because there's a hesitancy. And when it comes to writing things, that's always like, hey, I'll get to it eventually. And I think that's why I'm glad that we're, we're a partnership because you're so good at the, these uh, at, at that part. Uh, and it prevents us from... And I used this picture of this woman carrying all these books because it, it hinted to me that, you know, another thing that we do when we're procrastinating is saying, oh, well, maybe I just need to read one more book or take one more course before then I'll be ready. Um, so if that's also another sign that there's some kind of fear holding you back. Well, the other thing too, is I'm 73 years old and I made all the possible mistakes <laughs> that one could make in that period of time. Well, and, not all the possible mistakes. You never went bankrupt. True. Uh, but there's lessons to be learned from those things as well. And if you accumulate those lessons, they, they make you look like, Oh, he's a real decision maker. Well, that's because he bought five bad beds before this. You know? <laughs> so. So how can we acknowledge and conquer that fear that's hidden? Uh, how can we root that out, find it, and then conquer it so we can move forward? Number one, recognize those signs, right? You start to see those things happening in yourself. Become aware of that. Recognize that and say, oh, there's something else going on here that I need to dig a little deeper into. And see the protective nature of the brain. That is your that is your primitive brain telling you, no, don't make changes. Changes might cause you to die. So, uh, you know, because that's our caveman mentality telling us that um, it's protecting us. Don't make changes. Don't try anything new. Don't go outside your comfort zone. This is what we're going to, we're comfortable with, right? And that can that can be anything. You're in the middle of doing something that's not working, yet you're comfortable doing that. We're comfortable making our content the way that we make it all the time. And at one o'clock in the afternoons, it's uncomfortable to change the times because our whole schedule is going to have to change. We, we might have some resistance in our brains about it. Um, we just need to recognize that that is the protective nature of the brain. And you can just say, okay, okay, brain, good job protecting me now you can go relax because i got this i think the other thing too is uh i in from my perspective and my uh understanding is none of this is going to kill you right now if you say well i'm going to go from one o'clock to seven o'clock nobody's going to die as a result what's what's people say people always say what's the worst that can happen but did you die and and, and i always say that you die, you know, <laughs> and, and they go like, well, that's not going to happen. Well, okay. Then we're okay. We're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's why, so you, you know, it's interesting because I, I, every time Shelly and I talk about this, I think about the way we write books and, and uh, writing books is kind of us writing books is kind of different because we start with something that we recorded. Then we um, use Descript to transcribe it. And then Shelly, because she's far more patient uh, with this than me, uh, does all the work in turning that transcript into something that's going to be legible, readable. And then I don't get excited until she says, okay, I've done all the hard work and it's ready to publish. That's the part I like. I like the spending a weekend, you know, converting it, processing it, getting it uploaded to Amazon five different times until they get it approved, uh, getting the picture done, things like that. That's the exciting part for me. The editing that stuff is, is enough literally to put me to sleep. If I want to go, if I want to get to bed early, I just transcribe or I read the transcripts and that puts me to sleep. So it makes for a, a good uh, partnership. So most of the time she can tell when I'm procrastinating and I can tell when she's procrastinating except for this last time I didn't pick up on it. Well, and I, 
like I said, the recognizing of the signs and seeing the protective nature of the brain, that's your acknowledgement that that fear is there. And then we want to conquer that fear with self-compassion, right? You say, okay, it's okay that feel fear. It's okay that my primitive caveman brain is telling me that that's scary. Um, let's take one small step forward and see how that goes, right? Just small steps. And then having that teamwork and accountability. Um, when I come to Toby and I say, I'm trying, but this is not working for me. I can't figure it out. I need help. He's right there to say, okay, let's do it together. And uh, that's the teamwork. And the accountability is that I'm telling him we're doing this. And he's like, yes, we're doing this. And we keep each other accountable that we get it done by the deadline. I can usually tell within 30 seconds of her walking in my front door when there's something off kilter. And I don't always know what it is, but because of the, the way she expresses herself, uh, her, or um, the, the way she holds her body, holds her head, whether or not she has a smile on her face, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I can tell there's something going on. All I have to do is figure out what it is. So, but as I said, I missed this one. So what are the common fears when it comes to content creation and distribution? They boil down to two things. I'm not good enough and I'm afraid they won't like me. And again, that's our caveman brain, our primitive brain telling us that we might get kicked out of the tribe because we aren't enough or because they don't like us. So we might have a fear of what we say is what we have a fear of is the Im being imperfect on camera. I don't want, you know, because this is going to be out there forever for everybody to see. I don't want to be imperfect. I want to get it right to start off with. Um, nothing is perfect. Perfect. Perfect is is a process rather than, you know, a, a final result. It's perfecting. It's getting rid of the things that aren't working and adding in new things to try to see if they will work. Uh, negative judgments. I'm afraid that we're going to get people who are going to say mean things to me or, um, you know, they'll say that I don't know enough to, you know, I'm not good enough. Uh, we'll have a failure to attract engagement and money. Nobody's going to watch my videos. We're not going to make any money at this business. Uh, we're not going to have any clients. And the one client we have is going to die. <laughs> we're afraid of being vulnerable. I, I'm not, being why, I'm seen not sure why we're laughing at that. But. I know it's sad, but it's like, you either got to laugh or cry. We did the crying already. So vulnerability, we're afraid of being seen and known and people taking advantage of our vulnerability. And we're also afraid of being censored or banned from groups. If we're sharing about ourselves and our business and our videos in another group, we might get kicked out or they might censor us or uh, take our posts down. And that happens. And uh, we, maybe we're afraid of that because, again, our brain is telling us I'm not good enough and they don't like me. So my perspective on these things, I've spent enough time in front of a camera that being in front of a camera, even though I know I'm not perfect, doesn't bother me. Um, never has. Uh, I'm comfortable, as, as comfortable as I am in front of an audience of 1,500. Um, Shelly was less like that because she didn't have all the experience. But as we started, as we started working together and I was asking her to do more things in front of a camera, she got progressively more comfortable. And I can't remember exactly when it was, but she decided that she was going to have her own live stream, do it on her own, be her own person because we had worked together on a lot of different live streams. And I thought like that was the first time my little girl, I could push her out the door and she could go on and do live streams on her own. And now <laughs> as I watch her, she has the capacity to do whatever she wants in terms of being in front of a camera. And she's comfortable with it. This opportunity that she got to work with Jen McFarland on their Women Conquer Business show was another step forward. Like I'm confident enough to be on a show with another expert in this area and ensure that I hold up my end of the conversation. And she's gotten to that point. So it's a, it's a, a matter of not becoming perfect, but always perfecting. And I think that's the big difference. There is no such thing as perfection. If you think you've gotten to perfection, you're missing something about yourself. But you, you can always keep perfecting, working harder to be better at what you've decided uh, you want to do. So we, over the last three weeks, have been putting together a Google Podcast Creator Program application. And this application is uh, 
our first step to trying to gain money, training, and working with experts in the podcast industry, people who would mentor us and help us to learn more about podcasting as a business, making money, uh, networking with uh, people, you know, who are above us in the podcasting industry. It's from Google, so it's pretty big, and it's very competitive. Thousands of people will enter applications and only six are chosen. And the decisions that we had to make as we put this application together will affect our future, uh, you know, be, absolutely will affect our future because it's, you know, whether they accept our application and choose us or not. And then also we've made decisions that are like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is who we are. This is where we're going. Let's do this. So those decisions can be difficult to make because it's like, okay, well, all the other things are left out. We're going with this one thing. So Shelly got the notice that this uh, program was available. And so she got excited about it and she started, she went to the application and she started filling it out. And that was good because it required a lot of writing. And she's better at the writing part than I am. I'm good at editing and adding things to it or maybe modifying it. So it's a little bit more sales pitchy. Uh, but she got down to the bottom and they started asking questions about demographics and, and only one of the team members, if you have a team, only one of them can uh, fill out the application, complete the application and submit it. And so she noticed down at the bottom, there were some demographics. And the first one was your, uh, how you see yourself from a race, race perspective. Yeah. And it had all these options and I fulfilled three of the options. Then it had questions about your military background, including a checkbox for a disabled veteran. I filled that box. So she came to the conclusion that I should be filling this out. She brought it to me. She explained it to me. It, it was clear what I needed to do. We attended a couple of uh, live streams that they had one hour long live streams where they answered everybody's questions about them. We didn't have, it, it seemed pretty clear to us. And then I opened it up and I started doing it. My first reaction is, well, I'll fill out the demographics. You need to do all this writing. This is writing stuff, right? So you need to do it. And for about, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say two weeks, um, I, because I always ask her, how are things coming along? You know, and she would kind of mope, maybe say, oh, I'm having a little trouble with it. I'm having a little trouble. I don't, uh, why is this woman having trouble with it? She knows exactly what we do, how we do it, why we do it. Most of all of those reasons she has, uh, come up with herself and then informed me. Right. Uh, but I didn't pick up on the procrastination part of this. I didn't pick up that she was procrastinating and uh, and for whatever reason, she wasn't doing the work and was uncomfortable. And in some ways, she was letting me know that I needed to get involved so that we could move forward with this. And I didn't pick up uh, until the last week. Uh, it was due on April Sunday, April 28th. And then on the last Fifth. week, I'm going... Uh, uh, 25th. No. no. Yes. Sunday, the 25th. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, it's not even the 28th yet, so okay, I don't know what point. you're talking about. Right. Uh, so I, I didn't pick up on it, and then I realized, oh, okay. And finally she like said- 24th. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at the calendar. Wait. Uh, 24th. Um, so it was due the 24th. We got to Wednesday. We put a little work on it the Wednesday before. Then we decided we're going to dedicate all of Friday to getting this thing done. Every time they did a presentation, and as a matter of fact, it was documented in the explanation that preceded the application, give yourself at least three hours to fill out this application. Well, if you use three hours or less to fill up this application, I can guarantee you, you're not going to be amongst any of the finalists. Because we put, in that one day, we probably put 10 hours into it, if not more. And there were hours prior to that. So we figured at the end, between the two of us, we probably put 20 hours into this application to perfect it, to shoot it towards perfection because we really want to get this. I mean, there's a lot that you get in return. Not only is there a six month training program, you get the first week, you they fly you out to um, uh, Google headquarters to do a week long intensive class on the topic of how to monetize you know, how to improve your podcast, how to monetize it, how to gain benefit from it. And they give you a check for 15K, which is very helpful, right? So there's a lot of good reasons aside from the learning. The only, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna say this is bad news. The only component that surprised us was they, one of the questions was, uh, 
are you willing to suspend your podcast for six months? Meaning, are you, are you not going to live stream podcasts and all those other things? And we really had to think about that because A, we like doing it. B, what income we get comes from doing this podcast and generating uh, clients and stuff like that. So it was a real hard question. And they give you a whole box to answer the question, expecting an application. It was a yes, no question. Uh, will you agree to suspend your podcast for six months? And we answered Y-E-S period, because we'll do that. That's that's how much we want to be want to participate in this campaign. Now, I looked at some of the previous winners, and there are. I was going to say there are a lot of young people. I guess the way that I could say it is there's no old people in any of the uh, the uh, people that have been accepted in the past. So we qualify as old people. So we're going to see how it turns out uh, in that <laughs> sense. <clears throat> but Shelley was reaching out saying, "This is I'm having trouble with this, and I'm procrastinating." And we got, you know, by Friday, we had two days to get it done. And we got it done. We submitted it Friday evening. So it was a good experience for us. And it gave us the opportunity. The reason it took so long is because although we had all these visions about who we were, what we were, why we did what we did in our head, you know, we have a very symbiotic relationship in that if the other of us is doing something that one of us doesn't expect then we bring it up. Other than that, we just kind of move forward, believing that we're on the same track. What this gave us the opportunity to do was have serious and sometimes difficult conversations about, are we on the same track? Because if we're not on the same track, we're going to have a hell of a time filling out this application, right? Especially if we win it. Which is another reason I didn't feel qualified to do it all by myself, because that would have left you out of the equation. Out of the equation. So it was, yeah, it was good for us to do yeah. it uh, together. So here's the questions that they asked us to answer about us. And we suggest that you answer these questions for yourself as well, because when you do this, it really helps you to, um, you know, conceptualize where you're at and where you want to go. So number one, describe how you support community engagement because they're very much about diversity and, and community. So we described some of the things that we did, uh, including the Women in Podcasting book where we elevated and amplified the voices of women podcasters um, as a community and uh, some other things that we, you know, had had been working on uh -huh. or have done in the past uh -huh. we added in there and then the next question what is the biggest challenge you're currently facing and of course i wanted to answer filling out this application but <clears throat> toby said no <laughs> although it was challenging but it wasn't anything that i knew we couldn't do right yeah yeah so uh the biggest challenge we're currently facing is producing a livable income. And what I mean by that, uh, by livable income, imagine if you were raising a family and this podcast was the only way for you to make a living, how much would you have to make to support that family? Now, fortunately, Shell, neither Shelly nor I are in that position. We don't have to raise our families. They're pretty much on their own. And But we would like to take the time that we put in every week into this work and get something in return. And although we've managed to produce uh, income, it is not what I would call livable income. It's not quite pin money either, but uh, it's not quite a living income. And it's not consistent. Right. And it, that's right. It's not consistent. So they asked us how much, basically, how much would we like to make? And we told them the number that we're shooting for. And we're hoping that doesn't surprise them. So that was, we were honest about it. And the reason we were honest about, you know, a lot of people will say, I'm challenged because I don't have the equipment or I'm challenged because I can't get myself to sit down. We don't have any of those challenges. We have the equipment, we have the time, we have the um, energy, we have the impetus uh, to get this accomplished, uh, put the work in that we have to do every week. What we're not getting in return is the, the factor of monetization. How can we produce a livable income uh, from this? And um, I think they kind of wanted to know, my impression was, they wanted to know that was a challenge for you because they described the people that they were looking for are did they use the phrase mid-level podcast? Mid-career. Mid-career podcast. Meaning you already know how to make a podcast right. and you know how the editing and all of that stuff. Right. That's, that's not what your problem is. Your problem right. is 
moving up to the next level where you're yeah. making a livable income, basically. Right. So that that would be the level. And they seemed to imply that was the kind of individual that would uh, would have an interest in this program. And I think the sense is that if you can get people whose motivation is to produce a livable income, not to, and, and it's not motivation to monetize, it's not motivation to become a millionaire. It's different when your motivation is to produce a livable income. And they kind of implied that's the kind of people that they were looking for. So we answered it truthfully and it came out to be, it turned out to be the answer that they were uh, uh, looking for. I think so. Then they wanted to know what we hope to get from the training, which we outlined, um, you know, basic, simple things that we want to learn to make a livable income from our work. And uh, have you worked on any other podcast projects? We have. I've done podcasting since 2019 on my Shelly Carney. First, it started off as a life coaching and then it's moved to live streaming. But I then kind of dropped that as we picked up with messages and methods. My first so podcast. from 2019 till now. We've been yeah. podcasting. Well, we've been podcasting <laughs> together. My first podcast was in uh, 2006, and it was called 60 Second of Marketing. But we didn't include that. And we didn't. And I and, and the reason we did that. It's not consistent, and we wouldn't be able to find it if we yeah. could. I mean, if you look it up, it'll show. But. but then we got to say, they asked us, are there any other non-podcast projects that you've worked on that you're proud of? And we <laughs> had a giant list of that. So we had to narrow it down to what's the most important uh, things in our list that show that we're the kind of people that they're looking for. Um, so they want something that's going to show our diversity of, you know, our uh, inclusiveness, uh, our community mindedness. And so we included things like our, um, we did a documentary together called Adelante, which was based on um, the labor movement the in labor New Mexico. Movement, and we got to interview uh, Deb Holland, who is now the Secretary of Interior. At the time, she was head of the uh, Democratic uh, Committee in New Mexico. So that was like a big name drop for us that we had. We were able to share that mm -hmm. with them. And of course, then there was, um, uh, what's her name? <laughs> the, the president of the teachers. Oh, uh, Randy. Randy. Uh, Weingarten. Randy Weingarten, president of the uh, Teachers uh, Union. So we got to drop a couple names there that we figured would help us. We did a documentary on um, a couple of gentlemen who are in a gay marriage relationship. And they were they the talked first, about that with us. They were the first uh, gay marriage to be to get a marriage license in New Mexico. So we did that. Well, that was for a competition. We did we did a couple of documentaries for uh, the international documentary uh, competition, uh, and uh, several other documentaries that were just. We did two documentaries on the California coast, uh, stories of the spill and heroes of the coast. So we had a lot of very good. Uh, we have a Udemy course, right? Called I can never live stream like a boss. Live stream like a boss. Entrepreneur. We have three books: one fiction, two yeah. nonfiction. We had so we had a lot of stuff that indicated we're not lazy. We're not just throwing a podcast out there. We've done a lot of other things that are very different from podcasting. Award-winning script writers, so screenplay writers. So we've had a lot going for us, and I thought it was important. We could have made that list twice as long if we had wanted to, but we took the creme de la creme, and since their focus was uh, community engagement, we picked the projects that really indicated that we were engaged with not just our community, but with a lot of different uh, communities. And if you're interested in seeing any of that work, go to the video Terra Live channel, look at the playlists, and there's a playlist in there that shows our commercials and short film work. And you can go look at all of those yeah, um, it was a lot projects. Of fun. Mm -hmm. And what, the other thing too, is we, as we were going through the list, uh, going through the, the things that were there, we'd go like, oh yeah, this is perfect. Oh wow, California coast, yeah. <laughs> Over the last 10 years, yeah, all the things we've yeah. worked on. Amazing how much we can get. So that was, a, years, so. that was a good question for us. Yeah. And then they asked questions about our audience. And this is also good for you if you are an entrepreneur or a content creator, you want to know these things. So ask yourself, who is your ideal or intended audience? Who's in your current audience? What platforms does your show exist on? And how many people does your podcast reach and where? And they were more interested in that you had answers to the questions. Right. They weren't exactly looking for huge numbers of downloads on your podcast, but that you actually tried to get it out on a variety of platforms and you were trying to grow an audience. And one of the advantages is we have a page on podpage.com 
uh, for Livecast Life, and it basically shows all the platforms we're on. So we live stream right now to eight different platforms, and then we take that, uh, turn it into a podcast, and we distribute that on Anchor FM, and it goes to all the major, from there, it goes to all the major and minor podcasting platforms. So it's in a lot of different places, and that, that's the sense you got that what they were looking for. You're not a podcast on your local public access station. You know, they want to know that you understand uh, the benefits of uh, distributing your podcast far and wide, even though you may end up with 60 uh, downloads uh, podcast. So. Yeah. And our podcast audience is very different from our YouTube audience. Right. So as we looked at our analytics, analytics we discover yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then they asked us questions about our show again. If you're putting out a show or content or you have a business, you should be asking yourself these questions as well. What are three influences to your show? Uh, describe your show format. What is your 30-second podcast pitch? What is your extended podcast pitch? And what is your ultimate vision for your podcast? The three influences that we picked um, were other marketing podcasts. Uh, there's one called uh, Social Media Marketing with Michael Stelsner, and that's been going on for close to 10 years. He's had that podcast, and so he's perfected that. So I listened to his podcast, and I, you know, I, I try to emulate some of the things that I really like about it. Uh, another one was the Amy Porterfield has one on online marketing that I listened to, and again, try to emulate some of the things that she does. And then Toby chose... Uh, Michael Cohen's Mia Man, Culpa, Culpa. Yeah. Um, because he enjoys the I, I, I like well, so conversations. First of all, yeah, I like the idea that he somebody came up to him and said, you need to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And he did. Mm -hmm. Didn't know anything about podcasting. Didn't he? I mean, he's an attorney and he's kind of a New York realty attorney, right? You need to do a podcast. Well, well by this time, of course, he had spent time in prison. prison. He had written his book. Um, and uh, so he had a lot of thoughts on his mind and what he's done is made an interview style podcast where he invites like-minded uh, like-minded people to come on and have a conversation about the topics that he focuses on and mostly he focuses on the diminishing of our democracy mm. right what's going on here who's what's going on why are people doing this and of course he knows a lot about Donald Trump so he in, injects that into it but what I what I wanted to use the reason I wanted to use it as an example is because he went from, a podcast nobody now mm -hmm. he was someone he had a he had People visibility knew who he was, yeah they yeah. knew who he was as a matter of fact he's still on house arrest mm. effectively because they they let him out of prison uh, uh because of the pandemic but this is a thing he can do from home but this is the thing he can do from home and he went from i don't know what a podcast is to a million point five subscribers in about three months and it's because you can listen to that podcast and it's very raw he cusses he spends a lot of time for lack of a better word, bitching, but his guests are there to have serious and honest conversations. And he all, at the end, he always goes like, how's he going to pull this together? Mm. And he has, he has his normal podcast intro and outro, but then he has a short about why, what's going on in the world. It's scripted. You can tell it's scripted. Uh, and he's got a, that second intro and second outro mm -hmm. before they go to the finals. And uh, and it's just very well composed. It's very, well organized. He's doing it through uh, CBS podcasting. So he has a producer and an engineer and yeah, all these other things. Yeah, his own network. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's very well produced. And he's got, and he's got advertising on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And our, our show format, as we described, is just like this. It's either we're doing a presentation or we're doing an interview. And uh, very simple. And the 30-second and the extended podcast pitch, those are your elevator pitch. If you have a business, you should be able to, in 30 seconds, tell people what that is, what it's about, and who it's for. Um, and, and we can do that. Uh, you've heard us do it many times. And then, of course, the ultimate vision for our podcast. I think that was the thing that was really hard for me uh but you came but up with then, the answer but then they were like well what if you had unlimited resources what would you want oh well in that case <laughs> let me the tell you the unlimited sources <laughs> was question so they they said what's the ultimate vision for your podcast and that was one question and we used a diagram as a matter of fact you're going to see it here in just a minute but then they asked the question if you had unlimited resources and the traditional resources are money time manpower, uh, 
uh, uh, what do you call it, um, supply chain, etc. So they said, what would you do? And we came up with this amazing vision of a, we, if you gave us all the time and money in the world, we would have a, a network of journalistic level podcasters who are uh, working to combat misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda. And, and they said, you know, the question was, what would you do if you had all this all these resources. And we went big with this one. So we're hoping that pays off for us because then they'll give us lots of money and say, do that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> so let's move into, uh, they asked us for an audio sample. So we put together that and then a, a video sample, uh, which was our actually our, our uh, vision. Right. And uh, so they gave you time limits. The first one was two minutes, two minutes and the second one was three minutes. So we're going to play those for you. Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs, Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. We create content to increase our online visibility, to connect with our audience, to establish credibility, to build trust, and create more opportunities. We also do it to have fun because we have a lot of fun doing this, no matter how hard it seems sometimes. And to spend time with one another. What we were hearing was a theme of connection. People want connection. What that means is there's a starting point of having an authentic conversation, which moves us into feeling emotions and gaining understanding of each other. That moves into feeling a sense of belonging and bonding with the people that we are having that conversation with. That takes us into causing impact and transformation in each other. When I was doing business in Washington and I wanted to make the transition away from dealing with the government, not that I didn't enjoy it, I didn't make any money, but I wanted to expand. I wanted to go into working with federal government contractors, the larger ones, not just individual independent contractors like myself. But one of the things that I learned is that you can make a living by helping them produce white papers and case studies. What was great about it is that I know from documentary making, it's a process, right? It's an interview process. You make up 10 questions, you interview 10 people, you have enough information for a documentary, a white paper, or a case study. Whether you're creating content for your business or for leaving a legacy, or just because it's something that you feel called to do, then we hope these little habits and tricks can help you do that. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week. Back and back. So the idea behind that, so they, they, they didn't see that video. That's called an audiogram. They didn't actually see that. All they heard was the audio. And you get a sense that what they were trying to do is determine whether or not you could produce, they wanted snippets, right? And that snippet was from our intro, our outro, and the last two shows that we had produced. And they want to get a sense that you have the kind of quality, that you know what a quality podcast sounds like. Uh, sounds like they want to know that you're not recording on your smartphone in, in your kitchen. In the wind. In the wind, yeah. <laughs> and then they asked for uh, your vision, and they gave you a variety of, they, they, excuse me, they told you the files they'd accept. And it started with a p, excuse me, a PDF or a doc, a document, a Word document, and it went through. If you want to do it via audio or if you wanted to do it video, well, we're sitting here in the studio at that time, and you might see a little bit of the tiredness in our eyes because by that time it was six o'clock in the evening, and we'd been doing this for six hours already. And so we decided to go with a video. So we made up some quick slides, and we did this presentation. Hi, I'm Shelley Carney with the Messages and Methods podcast. And I'm Toby Eunice. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to present our vision to you. That's right. Our ultimate vision is three parts. We have our show, Messages and Methods, uh, which is supported by our audience and community and our sponsors. In the middle are dreams and desires that bring us all together. We feel like that's a very integrated solution, not only from a business perspective, but it's what we feel about what we do and how we do it. 
In our fully realized form, we hope to have an hour-long weekly program with competitive quality to some of the highest-rated podcasts available, and we would produce either an unscripted but prepared presentation or offer an interview with a qualified expert. We'd be happy at 100,000 weekly downloads and a million engaged listeners and several uh, satisfied sponsors who are providing us uh, $200,000 or more a year uh, in uh, income that we would split between the two of us. Now, that's kind of a bottom line. We'd love to grow from that perspective forward. So when you asked the question, where would you go with unlimited resources? We started dreaming uh, and we would evolve to something that we'd like to call AGK Media Studio. AGK Media Studio would be a multi-studio facility with the finest components located somewhere where a network can be uh, created that enables a diverse set of worldwide podcasters uh, committed to journalistic integrity and countering uh, the misinformation, disinformation, and pro uh, propaganda that uh, is used to divide us. We're tired of it. We'd like to do something about it. We believe that this studio could be uh, facilitated and supported by um, a group of uh, experienced engineers and technicians, and that it is further supported by sponsors who can see what we're trying to accomplish and are willing to be part of uh, that, uh, that challenge. Our expected key accomplishments and milestones over the next year include uh, being accepted into the creator program in June of 2022 and then completing the program by the end of that year and in January 2023, launching our new podcast. And we're uncertain as to how much you're going to help us in the era of gaining sponsorships. By the end of February of 2023, we would like to have identified and engaged with at least three sponsors who can help to support our program and our dream. And by the end of July 2023, we would have uh, like to hit those goals of 100,000 uh, weekly downloads and 1 million subscribers slash listeners making up our audience. And that's all the, and we're uh, back. <laughs> the dreaming that we have for you. Uh, we wanted to share that, especially because we believe that when you have a vision and you share that vision with the world, then it starts coming into, the, you know, being manifested. Uh, people might hear this video. They might say, I like that vision. I want to get behind that vision. And they might contact us. They might reach out. So we wanted to share it for that reason. You know, when somebody says to a uh, ghost answer radio says aim for the stars, when somebody says to you, asks the question, what would you do with unlimited resources? And you, you have a couple of choices at that point. You can limit yourself by what you're doing right now and say, Oh, I would like a better, better studio, right. With unlimited resources, or you can aim for the stars and say, if Google is going to give me all the money and other resources I need, what would I do? Um, I would say to them, I'm going to build a network of podcasts like mine uh, with journalistic integrity and the desire to ensure that we counter all the misinformation, disinformation, propaganda that's out there because all of it is used to divide us. And it doesn't make any difference what part of the us algorithm you are, Democrat, Republican, gay, not gay, um, you know, all of those things that are used to uh, divide us. And, and so when somebody says, I'll give you all the money you want to do that, that's that's where I aim for the stars. So That's right. And no reason not to. Because no reason. They asked. That's right. Right. That's right. So why is it important to answer these questions? Number one. Celebrate your accomplishments. When we were asked the question, what else have you done that you're proud of? We were very excited to look back at all of the work we'd done together and reminisce and say, oh, remember when we did this? And isn't that wonderful? And we got to celebrate. <clears throat> Next, uh, explore and commit to your intentions. Come up with that vision. Say, well, what would I do if I had unlimited resources? And then once you've uh, explored that, you can commit to it, right? I want to do that. That is where I'm headed. Define your podcast and why you do it. And that's important if you want to continue to podcast or do a show or uh, do your business. You need to know the why behind it. Write out your future vision. I know it's fun to have it up in your head because then you can add and take away and play with it, you know, and back and forth and who maybe this and maybe that. But when you write it down, that's a process of commitment, right? That's putting it down. I'm eliminating the things that I don't 
think will work and I don't want to focus on, and I'm just putting down the things that I will focus on. And then start gathering your support team. We used our presentation that we created to share with uh, somebody we made a proposal to on Monday. He came to the house for lunch and we talked about, hey, here's our proposal based on our vision. It's a starting point. It's a step in the right direction. And if we decide to go forward with it, well, then we're on our way towards our vision. Back in 1979, I had the opportunity to transition away from 10 years of working, 10 years worth of working to the government, to my own business. And the National Security Agency with whom I was employed at the time gave me the opportunity to help me do that. And they sent me to SBA, the Small Business Administration. And the Small Business Administration had a six month long course that they would put you through a, a training camp of how to be a federal contractor. And that was important to the agency because they wanted to continue to using me. The first thing that they asked for within the first week was, uh, let us present to us your business plan. And I thought to myself, I hadn't even thought about business plans. So I dug up a book called the one page business plan. And it was really a workbook. And it forced me through answering these kinds of questions. And eventually, I had to conduct a uh, presentation in front of my class that was based upon that one page business plan. And uh, because my name is Eunice, I was the last one in the class. And the we had two instructors and one of them, they both got up and one of them said, well, if we gave out trophies for winners, that was the winners, gentlemen. That's how you write a business plan. And it was just such a good lesson about sitting down and understanding who you were and where you wanted to go. And that's what these questions did for us. And I think they were a little bit more difficult for us because Shelly and I need to talk about stuff. It's not me just making all these decisions. Everything we do involves at least one and sometimes many more than one conversation, but it forces us to sit down and A, have these conversations and B, document the results of those conversations. And I think that's why it took us so much time to fill out this application, but I'm confident that the time was well spent. We weren't, we weren't spinning our wheels on this stuff. We were, we were coming up with the answers to the questions that we both could strongly believe in. And that's what made it such a, a good and rewarding effort for us. Mm -hmm. So bottom line is <clears throat> acknowledge your fear and do it anyway. If you start to procrastinate, if you start seeing those signals that uh, something's not right here, I'm not moving forward, I'm feeling stuck, I'm feeling confused, then address that. Understand that that's fear from your caveman primitive brain that's holding you back, keeping you safe. So take that step, take baby steps, uh, plan your vision, plan your goals, plan your steps to get to those goals, to get to that vision. Then share your plans with others. That's what we're doing today. We're sharing it with the world, right? Uh, because we want it to happen. And the best way to get it to start to happen is to share it. Then get to work on your vision now. Don't wait for those unlimited resources to pop up. Resources don't pop up until you start doing the work. Then they pop up right? Well, I, I'm doing this work and suddenly I need this thing to happen and it happens because you were doing the work. Then collaborate with other people uh, and, and gather resources. Let everybody know in your, um, in your network, I'm working on this thing. Is there anybody who's interested in helping in this project? And or providing resources to it. And uh, you'd be surprised at how many people get on board because you have a vision and they don't, and they wanna be a part of something bigger than themselves. So they jump in and offer their time and resources. And, and your, vision, your vision doesn't have to be a 10 year out vision. You could be podcasting yourself. The resources are out there. The tools are out there. If you have a smartphone and an internet connection, you could have a podcast by next week. Now, the reality is it may not be a very good podcast and, and nobody may be listening to it, but you can have one. So there, there is a process. And if you make my favorite, like the one-page business plan, is a one-year vision right? Where am I going to be next year? What do I want to be doing at the end of next year that's different that, from what I'm doing right now? And that makes it 
uh, reasonable and because it's reasonable it becomes credible and because it's credible you're willing to invest your time and effort into doing that what did you do today that got you closer to that one year vision now there are things that we've done that we're willing to share with you. Number one, if you want to learn how to do women, be a woman in podcasting, we've got that. If you want to learn to do what we do, you've got that. But we also offer courses. So we have boot camps in Livecast Life. If you want to learn to do exactly what we do, um, uh, we, we have a one week boot camp in which to do that. If you want to publish your first book, we have a one week boot camp with all the lessons that we've learned doing it ourselves uh, to be able to do that. If you're not sure if you could use any of those, then what we offer is a one hour free conference, video conference, so we can talk through it. Now, I will tell you that it is rare that those video conference last uh, one hour. They usually go around two hours or so, so that all your questions are answered. And that's free. And all you have to do is, oh, you know what? I didn't put up. I'll do it right now. Son of a gun. All you have to do, there's a couple or three ways down here to uh, to get in contact, on how to get in contact with us. Reach out to us and say, I'd like to talk to you about an hour about having my own podcast, live stream, et cetera. Or I'd like to talk to you an hour on how to publish. I've got an idea for a book. How do I get it published? Uh, how do I write it and get it published? So we can we can do that. And if you want to go to the next step, uh, those one-a-week boot camps, uh, in all of that, we can help you with that as uh, as well. That's right. And that's at support at... Oops, sorry. Support at messagesandmethods.com or support at agkmedia.studio. So and they're all down there on the banner, which I forgot. They both shoot over to us. So this is our vision in a picture. Uh, podcast is being supported by the audience and the members and the sponsors. And together we form connection, support, and community. Um, that's where we're headed. That's the vision that's in my brain. And then now it's in Toby's brain and now it's in all of your brains. So if you want to be a part of that, let us know where you fit in. Right. And and the important thing to remember is that you have to look at it from this holistic perspective because you can't have sponsors independent of your audience because at some point one of them is going to get mad. If, they're, if they have diametrically opposed position on the matters that we're discussing, then they, these guys don't make good sponsors and these or these guys don't make a good audience. So you have to make sure that you're all in some form of congruence with one another so that, that you can say we are actually on the same page. The audience gets Toby, Toby gets the audience, sponsors get Toby, Toby gets the, uh, gets the sponsors and the sponsors get the audience. Uh, so that's, that's what creates a tenable uh, vision with realistic potential. Right. I know that sounds, that's probably, uh, uh, what do they call it? I don't Giant know. shrimp. <laughs> a, um, Oxymoron. Oxymoron. Can you say uh, realistic potential? I don't know. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. So there. Yes, it makes sense to me. Okay. Again, we have a book on Amazon called Livecast Life. And part of that lifestyle is conquering fear through supportive teamwork. So that's why we wanted to talk about this topic today. And if you'd like to get that book, again, it's at book.livecast.life. Livecast, L-I-V-E, Livecast. <laughs> My mistake. Please do sign up for our email list if you're not there already. That's news.agkmedia.studio. We offer weekly personalized updates, hopeful information, and links for our shows, behind-the-scenes photos, free offers for training in books, and digital marketing news and insights. Mm -hmm. It comes out every Tuesday, so make sure you're on that list. And she does a great job. And this, this falls under the Shelly has to write this stuff because Toby is lazy. Uh, and she does a great job. I see it at the same time. And that everybody this else does. week we had a beautiful picture of somebody's granddaughter who just turned four months old. Uh, Maddie, Madeline. Yeah, it wasn't she cute? Yeah, she it's a giant a, bow. The bow is bigger. No, it's too. It's not big enough. <laughs> it's got to be a bigger bow. Bigger bow. Okay, that's I it. think that's it for today. Make sure that uh, if you get the opportunity, you can watch us tomorrow on our Amazon live stream where we talk about the products that we buy from Amazon. We're going to be talking about micro and macro photography right. and how to get the perfect shot of, say, a spring flower or a tiny insect. Or or uh, things that are even smaller than that. Microscopy, microscopy falls into micro and macro photography. That's so we're right. going to talk about the equipment that I use. We are at uh, follow.videotarot.com. And you can always find the show at live.
shop.videotarot.com. And again, that's on our Amazon store. So you get to see the products. And uh, if you want to buy the products, you buy them from there. There is no extra charge. We get a small commission with each of this, the uh, sales. Then on Saturday, we'll be back at 7 o'clock in the evening with headlines and conversations. We're going to be talking about the war in Ukraine, about some of the, the uh, political things that have happened in the last week. And we are going to be talking about the, uh, the uh, DOI's uh, Yellowstone National Park's motion to intervene. That should be adopted or not. Uh, by tomorrow, or let's see, what's today, the 27th, by the 29th, because the uh, purpose of it is to intervene in the deposition of Jack Stoof by one of the parties in that uh, in that cause. So, uh, but there are some things that to us are very visible in, um, in that document, and we think you'd like to hear what we have to say about it. One last peek at the comments before we go. Let's see. Treasure Warriors says, thanks to both of you. Thank you for joining us today, Treasure That's Warriors. Right. If it's one or both of you, thank you for joining us today. We hope you found it informative. Mm -hmm. Got anything else? Uh, that's all we have for today. And uh, we will be back next week at 7 p.m. Right. Mountain Time. So we hope that uh, you'll join us then and spread the word. Share this uh, episode and all the information in it with your family, friends, and social network. All right. Ciao. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.